Welcome to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy and Byers, and we're here to talk about our favorite Disney World rides and Universal rides. We also threw in some uh, of our favorite cues, so the all the cool stuff that you see in line on the way to the ride, uh, and then also some food. Uh, yeah, you, you don't really gotta, think of yeah. Gotta, gotta get a say. So. <laughs> Uh, and I, who doesn't love to eat? So um, we're we're going to go through all of those things. You don't necessarily think of Disneyland and Universal being about food until you get there, and you're like, oh, this isn't just going to Cliffs or like your local state fair. Like these are like top notch places. So hey, I think about food at the state fair. What are you doing at the state fair? I, uh, I don't. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Some yeah. funnel cake, uh, corn dog. Cake. You know, funnel cake is the. We're already off topic, by the way, but funnel cake is literally like the same anywhere else like that. You, like you go, oh, is this the funnel cake at the Isotopes game or the carnival or like a major sporting event somewhere else? Like, oh, no, the best funnel the cake same. in the world used to exist in Red River, New Mexico. Mm. But but where I used to get it, I don't think it's there. They used to do this little Wild West shootout thing in this little shopping area. They still do the show. Uh, but when I was a child, it had adults in it, and now it has like eight-year-olds in it, so it just doesn't doesn't work anymore. But now that we're completely off yeah, topic, completely off topic, maybe we'll edit that one out. Um, let's get started on um, our our top five Disney World rides. And so you you went in uh, uh, early June, I went in late May, or you went mid June, I went in late May. So let's uh, let's start off with uh, Disney World. Um, we had uh, tickets to all all four of the parks, same as you guys, right? Yep. And so, uh, I think each park has something unique that you couldn't skip, right? And I oh, think absolutely. that that's 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 their catch is that they're smart enough to be like, oh no, we're not going to make a park where where no one's going to go to that park. We're going to make sure we hit you up for four parks, so you have to be here at least for four days. So yeah. I think with honorable mentions, every single park makes my list. Yeah, not everybody absolutely. snuck into the top five. Mm -hmm. yeah. And ironically, Magic Kingdom is my favorite park. If I had mm -hmm. to pick just an overall park, and it probably mm -hmm. has the least representation on my top list because they put some like some heavy hitters at the other spots. Right. To make sure that you hit all those other parks. They were they were very smart in that way. Now I couldn't agree more on the fact that Magic Kingdom was probably where I had the most rides that I enjoyed, but didn't um one makes it into my top five so all right so so let's go through the the list I'll, I'll start it off um with number five i've got space mountain in uh, magic kingdom um so that one is just kind of a quintessential disneyland disney world experience um, I'm, it's funny i'm i'm not the biggest roller coaster person but the majority of my my top five is going to be roller coasters or a roller coaster like ride and so, um, but I still, honorable mentions, we'll get into some of those other things. But yeah, Space Mountain, indoor, dark, it's kind of that combination dark ride roller coaster where you don't have any clue where you're going. Well, a couple of years ago, we went to Disneyland where it was October um, and it was Halloween. They had some spooky stuff there that was pretty cool. But for the majority like of time when you don't go during that time frame, it's just, 
you pop up a little bit here and there just to show you like, hey, you're not completely off the rails, but <laughs> which is part of the fun, I guess. But uh, it's uh, it, it kind of for those people that don't like to see what they're doing. It's awesome. You're just you go fast. You do corkscrews. You do crazy stuff. You do all kinds. You don't of have things. to close your eyes. They're closed for you. For you. Yeah. You're in so. the dark. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a Star Wars version hyperspace yes. mountain that i've watched videos of but i've mm-hmm. never experienced so that's that's kind of on the the disney bucket list i'm like i need to ride hyperspace mountain one of these days so they had it the year that the first year we went to disneyland with xavier and uh they had it as a uh, hyperspace mountain and then the second time we went it was uh, or no the strike that reverse it so yep not that much different but still so little touch of Star Wars. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. What do you would you have at five? Uh, well, speaking of Star Wars, uh, Millennium Falcon, uh, Smuggler's Run, um, which I I got to be the pilot, and Troy pointed out as we've talked about this, like it's a very different ride depending on where you're sitting because you have some different seats on this ride. So I can only give you the perspective from where I rode it. From there, it was it was awesome. I mean, just the whole experience of. I'm flying the Millennium Falcon. Like, I'm in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. This is where Han Solo and Chewie do all their magic. And it's just really cool. Um, it's a really cool interactive thing. That, you know, a couple people are flying. Some people are shooting. You got engineers in the back. And they're just a very different ride experience. But it was really cool. Um, although a little uh, heavy on the motion sickness, people. Uh, yeah. If you have... I'm I'm pretty good on motion sickness, and we got off that, and I'm like, I'm really glad I'm not riding that again anytime soon because my stomach was a little, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough looking out that little window to see where you're going. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I felt like uh, we 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 did it in uh, we we were uh, the pilots the first time, and then the engineers the second time, and the engineers' experiences. It's a lot uh, harder, especially if you wait through a really long line. It's going to be a really disappointing uh, ride for you. Um, you still get to experience it, but it's like you're looking to your right a little bit more rather than looking at the screen. And so you're like pressing these buttons and it takes away some of the interactivity of it. Kind of one of the very few Disney um, misses on like a ride experience. So, but um, what do you got at number four? Uh, it's number four, uh, my Magic Kingdom entry on the top five, Splash Mountain. I love this ride. Um, I'm I'm all about the drop. Um, prefer a drop that you know has a point. The, the straight up and down rides, I'm still I'm still good to go on those. I enjoy that feeling. I know not everyone does. Uh, like Troy, he's smiling at me. Uh, sadly, no one else in my family enjoys that feeling either. So Splash Mountain, uh, water is like the huge exception. That for especially my wife and daughter, if there's water involved, then they're okay dropping. They're okay doing a little more. Um, and so my daughter, we went on this twice. She and I Ooh. did, um, which was a, a vast improvement from any other previous trips to amusement parks. So um, it's not quite as good as the Disneyland version because the queue is a little different. Um, but I do like the the actual ride itself. The, the Disney World version is two people side by side. In Disneyland's, it's just one row of people. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. So that was cool. And um was probably really good because my son was really hyped for this ride and then discovered that he is not a fan of drops either. And so there's two little, smaller drops in the middle of the ride before you get to the big drop. 
and we hit the first small one and he was like done um he was just this little <laughs> thing clinging to my side so right. luckily he could be clinging to my side if he'd been sitting like in front of me and not been able to to grasp we might have had we might have been on the news man he might have been crawling <laughs> out of that thing i don't know um, but i love this ride and it's 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 really fun I had to get one last ride in it's changing to uh princess and the frog themed ride Soon. Oh right, right, right. They're throwing that out there, so I had to get my last chance with Brer Rabbit, probably. So. Yeah, um, number four for me was uh, Expedition Everest um, in Animal Kingdom. My family liked to preview all the rides, and they showed me this one ahead of time, or else I would have like really lost my mind because in the middle of the of the track, it just like. <laughs> it looks like there's no track left and like you just freak out and then it starts going backwards. So um, I'm glad that I, I, the one that I was ready for um, that that was probably the best one to be ready for, Uh, but it was still really fun um, and and a good experience. Um, So uh, I really liked that one. Um, And then uh, number three, I had rock and roller coaster, Uh, the Aerosmith ride. Um, It's a, it's a fun, uh, it's a fast roller coaster. It's indoors. It's very similar to space mountain, but I mean, it shoots you out at like 60 to 70 miles an hour, like right off the gate into a loop. And so it's just really fun. Whereas space mountains a little darker, like this is still dark. It's indoors. Like you still see a lot of things going on. Like it's supposed to be like you're beating traffic to get to like the concert venue, um, to, uh, play with Aerosmith. And there's a cool, cool little things along the way that, um, that, that fit that, that theme. But I mean, the experience is you're going fast and, uh, whipping around. And I remember the first time I went on it, um, uh, the first time I went to Disney world, I felt like I was going to like hit things above my head. So it seems like they've changed a lot of things like, and I'm not that tall, like, I'm I'm taller, but I'm like I'm definitely not like six uh, three or six four or anything like that. So the fact that I kept ducking and thinking that I was going to hit something my head on something, I was like, this is a this is a problem. But it wasn't this time. So I think either I I, I misremember it or uh, they've changed uh, so that people don't don't think that they're going to smack their head into something. Um, what do you got for uh, three? Right? Uh, yeah, number three, um, Soren which is at Epcot. Um, soar over the, there we got to soar over the world, uh, which is the first time I've done that. Um, I've soared over California at, at DCA, but uh, it's just an awesome, it's a hang glider simulation type thing. So it's just as nice as a little cruise through the clouds and then you just start popping up all over the world and get to see Taj Mahal, Great Wall of China, all these cool things. And you're just, you're just gliding along. Um, a couple of times it makes you think you're about to take a little plunge somewhere, but it's just so cool because not only do you see all this stuff and, and the way they, you know, it picks you up in this contraption and this whole row of you is like kind of pushed into this screen. And it's, it's such a cool idea. I, I don't even know how they come up with these things. Hey, let's just put all these people on this like big hand and tilt them and then stick them in the screen. And they've, they've taken it to new <laughs> levels with a lot of other things too, but it's just, not only do you see stuff and you feel like you're flying through it just visually, but they throw in some smell, they throw in sounds like it's like a full sensory thing. So it's really awesome. It's always it, since the first time I rode, it's been one of my favorite rides. And 
Um, again, I got to hit that one twice. Most of my favorite rides I got to do a couple times on this trip. So it was, it was a good trip. Yeah, Soren's one of my favorites. It's if we did list a sixth, it would uh, it would definitely be that uh, that placeholder, but didn't didn't sneak into the top five um, for the, for this exercise. So. Um, so my number two uh, was a brand new ride that I had never seen before. Uh, well, I'd never seen Millennium Falcon, but uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios um, was awesome. And the coolest thing, both the Flight spoiler. The top two on my my list both have this in common. They're trackless vehicles. Like there's no track on the ground. There's nothing from the ceiling holding you in. It's like as you enter a new room on this ride, you have no idea where you're going. Like you have total freedom, and it's just so cool. Um, you know, we you burst into this cartoon with Mickey and Minnie because Goofy runs his train into the screen or something crazy, and like it, it was just such a cool experience. And then you feel like you're in this cartoon, and it's going through the different scenes, you go backwards for a little while, like, you never know where you're going, and it was just so cool, we really wanted to go on that one twice, um, that was, that was our brutally hot day, where we were just done, and it's like, let's, let's just go home and enjoy the swimming pool, so, otherwise, I would have been standing in line for another hour, gladly, uh, to ride that thing, it was really cool. That'll, that'll make a, a, a spot in my honorable mentions, so, uh, Number two for me was um, Avatar's Flight of Passage. This, speaking of Soren, this is like Soren on steroids, and this is—I was surprised that this. I was surprised until I was like, "Oh, I've got Soren on my list." It's Flight of Passage, so um, it's it's a simulator version of Soren. Um, so you get strapped into like almost like uh, like you're in a horse, and they throw this bar behind you. And uh, kind of get you locked into place as if you are in, in their whole thing for immersion is like you're going to be plugged into the avatar. And but then you're also feeling like that you're on. Um, I can't remember the name Banshee. of the Ma- Banshee? Banshee. There we Something go. Like that. Right. Yeah. There. Thank you. And, and you feel like the breath of the Banshee and like the wings like at the joints, like at your knees, it, which is a crazy immersion like tactic and like it just everything about it is, is like i said soren on steroids like every drop feels like you're going to drop in me like soren like make, gives you that little like if you went over like a hill like too yeah. fast in like town or something like that and the kids are in the back going oh that's cool let's do it again this is like oh my gosh i'm falling uh so uh, and as you mentioned, I'm not a big fan of falling, but it's like the perfect amount of falling that like that sense of, of falling rather than the actual like full drop that you get from like a Dr. Doom's free fall or something like that. So um, that was in it and incorporated some of the smells and some of like the sprays and stuff like that. You like go near some water and it sprays up in your face. It's just a really cool immersive ride that they um, they. Uh, made one of my favorite rides even better. So had to get that one up there pretty yeah. high. I I sadly did not get to experience. I got to stand in line for that one. I got that my, my wife and daughter went on that one, although uh, my daughter doesn't know what anything looked like on the ride because um, her eyes were closed the whole time. And uh, my wife got to catch some of it because like, she, she's like, you could tell when you're diving. So those parts, eyes closed. But then when you're climbing back up, she felt safe. And then she could look around and just, like, she keeps multiple times, it's been like, 
yeah, you would really like that ride. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, son. Uh, that, that thing that pushes on your back to hold you in to do all this crazy stuff was, was not my eight-year-old's um, finest one. Because you go over bumps in town, and your kids are like, wee. Mine are like, don't do that again, Dad. It's just not. <laughs> my son likes it a little bit only because it bothers his sister. So he laughs at her. Mm. But, yeah, on his own, he's not a fan either. So that goes. Yeah. Um, so number one for me, and uh, I might be stealing your thunder. So I mean, we might might as well like well, yeah. agree that Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance is our number one ride. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's not even just a ride. It, we had this discussion. It's like a whole experience. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it combines all the best parts of. Um, the your Disney World experience and your Disneyland experience. We're going to talk about queues here in a second, and you never know when the queue kind of runs out, and uh, because it's like you feel like you're consistently in a ride and a queue throughout, which sounds kind of dorky, but it's it's done really well. Yeah, um, because you feel like you're immersed into because that's what a queue is supposed to be. It's supposed to prepare you for, hey, this is the ride you're going on. And the really good ones like are, are good at immersing you in the, the, the land or the universe or whatever you want to call it um, before you go on. And this one is just almost about halfway through the line. You don't feel like you're in a line. You're like on the ride already. You know? You're in the movie, not even yeah. in the ride. Yeah, you're part right? of Star Wars. You're part of Star that's Wars. That's what made it amazing. Like, it was incredible. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing that makes Disney special all over. That's why we have a whole list of cues. Like, if you go to Six Flags, you don't have a top five lines you stood in. Because they're just lines. You know, it's just, here's how we keep you separated and herd you like cattle so we can get all of you on this ride. <laughs> um, which is fine. That's, that's what it is. When you right. go to Six Flags, you're there to ride these big, crazy things. Not to stand in line. Uh, but at a Disney park, like, the line is half the experience sometimes. And never more true than rise of the resistance I, I don't even have it on my list of top cues because i don't know when to count the queue and when to count the <laughs> ride um it's just that it's that immersive um we don't want to try and spoil anything if you've never if, if you're ever going to go on it we don't want to we don't want to ruin it for you but it's amazing that it just takes you into the movie into the into that world does the whole immersive and disney's good at immersive all the time and this was another level of immersive. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to put the picture of you um, like experiencing it on this uh, podcast. There are, there's like four of those as we look through yeah. my pictures. I, oh yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. My wife took a picture and sent it to all of our all the grandparents and was like, "This is what Andy looks like right now on this ride, just standing there." That was before we even got to the vehicle part. We're just walking around a star destroyer, and I'm just like. I look like a five-year-old staring at Santa Claus for the first time or something. Like, it was, it's a great face. And I make it at least in three other pictures that I took myself during that ride. We'll just have to go quad chart layout um, and just the many faces of Like, of, there's one uh, ride away. Of in bliss. And what, what would definitely still, if, if I had to pick a spot where it's still the queue and not the ride, like you walk into this room and there's the whole like tactical display. Yeah. Within yeah. All the movies. That's where I count it. Yep. And I was already losing my mind right there. And there's a picture of me in front of that with that look on my face, taking the <laughs> selfie. And I'm just like, I was already. Yeah. Cause they've, they've got the, uh, the pilot suits in there and the helmets and stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's awesome. 
They gave us the real life hologram that we've wanted ever since we saw uh, Princess Leia say, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Like, I've now seen that type of thing that looks totally legit and real with my own eyes. Right. <laughs> I've, I've been in the hangar bay of a Star Destroyer. It's, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. Yep. So uh, let's run through some uh, uh, honorable mentions. I had several of yours in my honorable mentions, so I'll hit those. Smuggler's Run, Soren, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway were all in my honorable mentions. What did you have? Um, even though I didn't get to ride Flight of Passage, I got to go through the whole line and just listen to people talk about it. It just sounds awesome, so I had to give that some, some credit. Uh, the other um, Avatar ride is just the river journey mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, a lot higher to the Caribbean, but in Avatar. But the, the reason it makes my honorable mention was the shaman. Like the yeah. animatronic they have. It's like 10 feet. It, she's huge. And she, if she weren't so huge, I'd think she was real. Um, Absolutely. There, there's just no 10 foot tall person that they could get to play this part. <laughs> Especially not one that's that skinny and scrawny. I mean, it's, it's an amazing just piece of machinery in there that's just tech is crazy and she looks real and she's she's talking and singing as you go on by and it's it's awesome it's, it's just so, really cool so real so real like I mean, as, as real as like you said a, a 10 foot tall blue person could be but right yeah and, but all the scenery in there too you know the flowers everything's glowing it's just is really amazing um and that i didn't watch avatar till i like in the last year i missed the whole 3d extravaganza i was having a baby around that time so i didn't do anything else um, so it's amazing though. It's, it's a really cool world that takes you in and then just shows you all that crazy cool stuff in there. I also have, well, that's it. It's the Pirates of the Caribbean, but in Avatar, Pirates of the Caribbean makes mine all the time. I love that ride so much. Uh, and again, cool, cool automatronics because there's a Jack Sparrow in there that the people in the row behind me were like, is that a real person? We're five <laughs> feet away. And they think Johnny Depp's in the ride. Apparently he has nothing better to do and hang out inside rides at Disney World. So, love that ride. Although I did miss, uh, it has two drops in the Disneyland version. There's only one drop on the Disney World version. And mm-hmm. as I said earlier, I, I like a good drop, especially if yeah. it's like in a ride, if I'm going somewhere. It, didn't need, it, it did need a second one. Like, it, it just... a little more. Yeah. But a little the, more the seven-year-old nostalgic Disney kid in me yeah. just loves pirates. I can't get over it. And then... Uh, Frozen was actually really cool. There's a Frozen mm, ride at mm-hmm. Epcot, and it has a backward drop and a forward drop, and that was different. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, my non-riding family, most of them were like, ooh, we kind of like the backward drop, and we don't have to stare at it and think about it so much. <laughs> and I'm like, see, you're just in your head. That's, right. You liked it when you didn't know it was coming. So that one was cool. And then uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom was really fun. Yeah. It's just a quick little roller coaster. Uh, with some some fun in the middle of it, where you get to hang out with the dwarves in the mine, and Dopey and his giant eyes staring at you through diamonds and stuff. But it was fun. It was a surprising little ride because, mm-hmm. all right, cool. It's a you know we'd watched it whip around. So it's like okay, at some point this can be fast. But no, it's like two seconds after you leave the station, you're dropping and <laughs> going through this curve, and got the greatest picture of my wife screaming at that little moment it's the only time she was like smiles totally in control the whole ride except for like the second that they snapped that picture and my daughter and i have not let her live it down since we saw the picture so she's hating this moment right now but that's okay 
it's got a good one. Like it, it, it does catch you at, at the exact right time that it needs to on that ride. Um, I had two other ones, um, Slinky Dog Dash over in uh, Toy Story and Hollywood Studios. The, the line was atrocious most of the time. Um, but when we peeled off from our party that wanted to go do uh, Tower of Terror and my youngest uh, Everett um, does it. What's funny is he later did Dr. Doom's Free Fall and said that it was it was weak. Um, was just like, hey, I don't want to go do that one. So we went over there and waited in line for about 45 minutes. And uh, it was not too bad. But the ride itself, it's like a good like mid-tier um, roller coaster, especially for like younger kids, like getting them kind of ramped up to the experience of like a, a Space Mountain or a rock and roller coaster. Um, and uh, just a, a really cool one. It stops in the middle of it. He has to slink back up again and shoot out. So just a cool little uh, nuance on, on some of the others that are just more straightforward uh, roller coasters. And then Test Track, it's like cars with like a Chevy commercial in the middle of it. I mean, it's literally like every single one. You're like, oh, I remember that in cars, except you don't race somebody at the end. You just get out there and, and go around. Um, but it's it's just a fun feeling, like being out there with like a convertible car and just just peeling out like super fast, going like sixty miles an hour. So it was pretty fun. Uh, so so that 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 uh, wrapped up my honorable mentions. Did you have any others? No, that was it. Okay, so let's. Uh, we talked about cues a little bit. Uh, let's go through uh, uh, best cue. Uh, do you want to go first uh, with your number five? Uh, yeah, my number five, uh, Frozen, which I just mentioned. Uh, which was a fun little ride, but the queue was really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter, okay, I'm allowed to be all about Frozen. Um, I have two boys, and they like Frozen, even though they're they're, they're scared to admit it. Yeah, because Sven and Olaf, are, right? They know no bounds. Yeah, um, and and there's a huge Sven and Olaf right at the very beginning that were really awesome. Uh, but the of the ride, but the the queue was fun too because you're you're hanging out in Arendelle. I love it any time. That I'm outside in blistering heat, and five minutes later I'm inside this line, and I feel like I'm outside at night somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, my mind's telling me like, no, you're just inside a building, but right. they make you feel like there's like this festival and all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, there's a fun spot where the uh, the guy that owns the ice shack and has the sauna and stuff in the movie yeah. <laughs> is like behind this window hanging out in the sauna, like singing, or I can't remember what he's doing, but. It, yeah, little touches like that on so many lines. I really mm-hmm. like that one. That one was fun. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool. It made you feel like you were walking around Arendelle, hanging out in Frozen before you get on this this fun little ride. Yeah, I, we felt the same way. It doesn't make my mind, but it was a, a pretty fun one. Uh, Haunted Mansion. I, I didn't like the ride as much, probably because we had the it broke down like three times while we were on it. Oh, Not, yeah. like really small little ones. Um, but well, it's no like, stretching room, right? You guys didn't have that either at the beginning. Yeah, the room, right. That was mm-hmm. a bummer. That's my favorite part of Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that's that. what Lori kept telling us. Yeah, so uh, th- we didn't get to go the first, the other two times because the boys were too little that they were like, "No, we don't want to do Haunted Mansion." Yeah, it's I was too freaked scary. out by that when I was little. And yeah, then when I finally did it, I was like apologizing to my parents for making them wait <laughs> so long. So it it is one of those where it's like. If if you're on the fence about making your kid go to it, like just do it. They're not going to hate you for it. You know, it's not that scary that they'll they'll freak out that bad. So no, um, you'll get to the end and they'll be like, oh, that was it. That wasn't scary. Yeah, but but I did like the cue for it. It had a, a it, it brings a whole lot of things. Like it prepares you for the ride. And if you were younger, like it it could be like 
super like, okay, this is kind of freaking me out, you know? But uh, I, th- I thought that that one was done pretty well. Um, and Head then songs are hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're funny. That's a good one. And then um, for number four for me, Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, it's saying something that uh, this one's this low. Um, but then you'll realize that I'm just going to run off some Star Wars like back to back to back after this. <laughs> and th- that it got this close is is saying something. I should probably make it above Star Tours, but I like it where it's at. Um, it's really cool. Like outside, um, it's got the like the floating islands and everything. But then it takes a little while. But then once you get into the room before you get on the ride, it's really cool. I mean, there's this life-size avatar there that you get to see in like a tank and um, some other stuff that's going on with that. And you're just like, okay, this is really cool. I feel like I'm in the movie. So uh, That's my number four as well. Um, even, I didn't even get to ride it and the line was still that cool. The, uh, mm-hmm. There's that brief middle part that's just line. Basically, I mean, you're kind of yeah. inside and stuff. That's kind of like, okay. and that. That part felt kind of long, but looking back, like, especially going through pictures since we got back, like, oh, I took a ton of pictures standing in that line because the view is so cool outside. Mm. Oh, yeah. The floating islands and looking up through those rock arches and stuff is amazing. It's it's really cool. And then, like you said, the lab inside was was pretty awesome, too. Lots of lots of cool little details and lots of stuff in there. So that was my number four as well. Uh, and then number three, like you said, we're moving in Star Wars territory. So Star Tours. Uh, it might be the old ride now, especially like Star Tours was already feeling a little dated even before Galaxy's Edge, partially because I'd ridden it a lot because uh, I've been to Disneyland several times. And that was always like, well, yeah, we have to ride the Star Wars ride, um, which is really you have, to see, you have to see which one they updated it with. Um, well, now that they updated it, it is fun to go for a long time. It was the same. Mm. Uh, I went like three times three or four times that I went, it was just the same ride. You did the exact same thing. And so when they did that update where it switches you around with your destinations, it was so much better. So, but the line is always great. You get, you get R2 and C3PO bickering like they do, mm-hmm. like the odd couple. Yeah, They're great. Uh, the whole, there's just so many little details as you walk through that line that you could probably do it every day and find something new just mm-hmm. about. There's like, oh, this little droid or this shadow that walks past at this certain time that looks like a certain alien. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so mine, my number three is Star Tours. All the same reasons that you said, like just to C-3PO and R2-D2. It's just really cool. And I just can't say anything different from what you said. So I'll move on to Smuggler's Run and steal all your thunder from, from that one. Going through, like you come up, you come into Galaxy's Edge and you see a couple of the A-Wing right when you come in. And then you don't, if you if you keep going straight ahead and you don't veer off to the right, you'll see, if you veer off to the left, you'll see the Millennium Falcon is the next thing you see, right? And yeah. it's just so cool. Like you just walk out, it's in like this big area and you're just like starstruck. And you're just like, okay, this is stinking cool. After you take like 15 pictures in front of it, then you start into the queue that walks you around and you get to kind of have this little like, okay, we're in this like uh, garage and they have these little mechanics that are talking to each other and stuff like that and talking about Chewbacca. But once you get close to the ride itself, so you're not like actually in the ride, so you're still in the queue, it's just 
like nostalgia like injected into your veins because you're basically like right there like walking into the millennium falcon and you walk in and you see like the boys were like oh look the hollow chess board and this is where they sit and this is what you and you know it's just like it's so cool um and i probably had the look that you had on your face whenever we walked in there and just had that um that awestruck like this is so cool like i'm literally on the set of the millennium falcon and everybody gets to experience that you know you don't have to go tour a a set you know it feels yeah. that like real and that cool so i mean it's it's hard to uh it's i should probably make that higher um i'm i'm having like uh I'm, i should probably switch to that in rise of the resistance because like you said it's like it's hard to tell when rise of the resistance like actually starts but i i put the hologram and the like the the preparing you for the ride like before you actually get on the ride um on rise of the resistance and i think that's why i was like okay that's that's probably a little bit more cool but if, i'm gonna butcher his they name let you go up the ramp of the millennium falcon Ooh. if somehow you could have gone up the ramp yeah. to get on the ride then uh-huh. then it would be right <laughs> up there with the resistance but yeah that's yeah so I I'm, I just skipped ahead and just ruined my my number one one, but don't care because I didn't take it too far so that you can you can do it. So, um, so my number two, um, I'm injecting some non Star Wars here, still on the top of our list. Uh, Toy Story Mania, which it's just toys, except you're the size of a toy, so everything's life size. Like there's there's a barrel of monkeys that's like five feet tall and so the monkeys are hanging from the ceiling there's board games there's a giant etch sketches that are drawing and writing um there's this exit door that just looked like an uno card so you didn't even notice it was like an emergency exit because just this giant uno card on the wall there's a uh, a viewfinder thing you remember viewfinder you know you got mm-hmm. a, of peter pan right when you first walk in it's like three feet across like it's oh huge. my gosh it's a little viewfinder slide it was awesome um, and that's before you even get to the Mr. Potato Head that's talking and cracking jokes and doing stuff. Like, it's just really cool. Uh, my whole family stood on one Candyland card, like the little cards you draw for Candyland, were like just thrown all over the floor, like somebody had just made a mess with the game. And <laughs> they're huge. It was it was really cool. It made you feel like you were the size of a toy, which is what you're supposed to do in Toy Story Land. So that Absolutely. one was really cool. Um, and then my number one, Millennium Falcon, Detroit talked about. Uh, said all the right things already it's really cool you get to that moment when you walk in before you even really get in the line and stare at the millennium falcon like i just had to stop like i just stood there yeah you just have to stop and kind of catch your breath and take a moment um just drink watch. it all and drink it all in <laughs> um i'm watching i'm watching the hobbit with kids at church and we just got to the second hobbit where they get back into erebor and they're like touching the walls and they're just like what what's real that's I told him this is how I feel at Disneyland, especially when and now and now with Star Wars stuff there. I'm like, I just wanna stand there and like this is the wall of the Falcon and it's it's awesome. I, I feel like I've walked on the Millennium Falcon now, even though I know that's not the the real set or anything. But it's probably cooler than the actual real set. No, so. it's it's still so close to the what you would imagine that it would be that it, it's it's right up there. So um, so I talked about Rise of the Resistance a little bit. There's not much more that I could say. Like it's, but but like you said, it blurs the lines between when you're in a queue and when you're 
um, on a ride. And so it's like both of those cues, the second one kind of like ruining some stuff. So um, I'd for for anybody that hasn't been able to go out and do that, I don't want to ruin that experience for you. But there's a reason why I put that uh, uh, number one. So um, so let's move on to some food uh, for some Disneyland because, I mean, why not talk about some do food? Do you have any other honorable mentions on Q? I didn't actually pitches? put any honorable mentions in I, uh, there. What did you have? I, well, I had Haunted Mansion, definitely. Oh, okay. That one's really mm-hmm. great. Um, I wanted to give a little credit to the Peter Pan queue at Disney World. It is, is way better bit, than Disneyland. It is, it is way better, yeah. Um, they have some room to grow with it, so it's really awesome. Um, and then... Uh, there's this little detail. I happened on a few rides, but the few of them that I really noticed, uh, Seven, Seven Dwarves Mine Train and uh, the aerial ride, the Little Mermaid ride, the ground had stuff in it. Like, it, you know, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, you're going into a mine with the Seven Dwarves while they're working, right? A they're, mine. Sorry. A mine. I, when, you say, <laughs> when you say that, I have to do Gimli. I'm sorry. Uh, but like, as you're walking in, there's like jewels like in the concrete on the on the path as you're walking in and then with the the little mermaid ride there's like seashells and all kinds of stuff like in the ground like just those little details like trying to take you in and like you said just put you in that mindset and bring you into this world that the ride's going to be in we're just cool that who who's sitting in a room thinking you know what we should do we have all these mine these little jewels that are going to be part of the ride let's just put some just scatter them around in the ground like they're really walking into a mine. Imagineers. That's yeah. that's that's who's doing that. That's why they have a special title because they're, <laughs> they're special, crazy people. So, all right. On, um, on to food. On to food. Um, this was uh, especially fun, but uh, we'll run through ours pretty quick because uh, you can't just talk about food forever. Um, I guess you can, but. It would just make we are bad this. We could we could yeah. talk about food for quite a while. We're good at it. Um, so number five for me, I had LeFou's Brew. Uh, so LeFou is of course uh, Gaston's like partner in crime. Um, it's over in that uh, Beauty and the Beast area. It's uh, literally a cavity in a cup. It's like frozen apple juice, toasted marshmallow, and like this fruit mango foam. Um, it's the closest thing that Disney has to like a butter beer, um, but it's not quite up to par but it was still really good and we were smoking hot even early in the morning already and so it uh, definitely cooled us off and was pretty tasty uh nice uh number five i had i gotta give love to the blue milk in star wars galaxy's edge which for the record harry potter fans butterbeer tastes better than blue milk okay it's true it's true um also while we're on it diagon alley cooler than galaxy's edge overall oh man if i'm if i'm purely objective and just looking at the space it does look it's a little more immersive a little better at some things i would still rather hang out in star wars but i'm that's that's the subjective side of me i can i can step back and think yeah diagon alley looks really awesome um that that to not go off on too far of a tangent that is the biggest like disappointment of galaxy's edge like jared bridge was like dude you're gonna love star wars land it's gonna be awesome it's i I can't wait for you to see it and i'm like oh i'm excited for it too and then he's like did you love it i was like yeah it was cool he's like your mind wasn't as blown as i thought it was gonna be and i was like but it's because it's not like what we were talking about with um smugglers run where it's something that you've been thinking about and you've seen so many times it's a new thing which is cool but it's just not as cool as being 
literally dropped into the movie that you've seen a million times yes. like Harry Potter does with Diagonally. Yeah. That's probably, and I get why they did it so that they have freedom. So yeah. they're not stuck in, oh, here's where you are. Um, they wanted their own space in the Star Wars universe. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, the blue milk. Speaking of things that drop you right in the movie, I loved it. Uh, my son was down. My wife and daughter took one sip and they're like, well, we can say we drank it. Uh, but I, it was also deliciously cold on a very hot day. So that, that, that helped its game, I'm sure. So uh, my number four, uh, going from disgusting things to delicious things. Ooh. The, the croc glace. I totally butchered that name. You go to France. In I love when you speak French. Pardon <laughs> my French in a whole new way here. <laughs> um, there's a little ice cream shop tucked away in France in Epcot, though, and they have. They, they, we also had a macaroon sandwich thing that had ice cream in it, but the, this this croque glace thing, it was a brioche bun that they stuffed with ice cream and then like put in this grill press, to, like seal it all up, and it was oh, it was amazing. I've never been more happy to look like a fat kid sitting on sitting on <laughs> this bench with my family. All of us, like our faces, just have ice cream all over them. I'm sure because there's no easy way to eat mm-hmm. this thing especially after we cut it up into pieces so oh yeah share it because there was no like here you take a bite no if i get a hold of this it's mine okay so we better cut this thing now we tried to do that with like the cat the cheshire cat tail and that's exactly what that turned into so i'm glad that you guys were smart enough to be like nope we're cutting it yeah we're cutting it. Uh, yeah that's my number four what was yours um i've got the dole whip um we we went through like every Dole Whip that I thought we had available to us this trip. So sometimes they have all these like crazy flavors. Um, we had the regular pineapple Dole Whip. We had the orange one. We had the strawberry one. And we even had the dreamsicle one. So um, uh, ice cream on a hot day, can't beat it. And uh, at least one time, uh, Lori and Xavier came bar- barreling around the corner because they had gotten too far from where we were with with the dole whips and they were just literally like melting off of their hands <laughs> so they're like eat it as fast as you can so we're just like hammering it uh it was good times so yeah dole whip is always a, a crowd pleaser um if i was pressed to uh to choose one over the other the og is uh is still reign supreme it's so, not really a disney trip it's not the same until you get yeah, some dole whips that's like that's right quintessentially you have to do that yeah um and then number three, um, we went to Be Our Guest, which is an outstanding presentation. It's extremely expensive, I'll say that, but it's well worth your money, especially if you have a Beauty and the Beast fan in the family or like everyone's just old enough to experience like the food uh, aspect of it because I mean, it's not high end food, but it's higher end than what you're getting in the park. Like I had scallops and some other stuff. But scalps were were awesome, and so I I put that on my list. There were some other things that we had. We had some some gray stuff um, on it was the delicious. It was delicious, crazy delicious. <laughs> and then um, we had some other things like on the dessert trio, and but the scalps were probably the main thing that I liked from Be Our Guest. So I kind of narrowed it down to that one. So um, and then the second on, on my list is poutine. Um, I've always wanted to um go to a place that had poutine and luckily canada uh land in um, i'm pretty sure it's called canada land right <laughs> in in epcot yeah. 
<laughs> it is now. Um, and, and Epcot had uh, poutine, and so we got the regular one, which is, if you don't know what poutine is and you think that I'm cursing in some other language, um, it's French fries with like um, beef gravy uh, and cheese curds. And it's delicious. And it's delicious. They had a version of it that, that was like sausage and peppers that didn't have cheese on it that was still very good, but it tasted more like chili cheese fries. Oh, it didn't have the cheese curds though? No, it doesn't have the cheese curds. It's kind of like oh, a cheese like sauce that was like mixed in it. Hmm. So it wasn't quite as good, but it was still it was still good, but it's it's not as good as the, the normal or the regular um, poutine. So that would be my number two. That was also mine. Oh, we skipped my number three. Somehow went past number three. How did I not talk about mango pie from Animal Kingdom yet at Yak and Yeti, which was delicious and amazing. Uh, It was really tasty stuff. And we had the mini one because we were just at uh, Yak and Yeti has like the sit down restaurant and then they just have like walk up to this counter and order stuff. And we were we were not on the ball enough to get too many. We only had one dining reservation our whole trip. So. That was not on the list, but we uh, we did get the mini mango pies there. They were awesome. Uh, so that was my number three, and then uh, poutine at Epcot. That was that was on the. We know where this is. We know we're eating this. Like we were on a mission to go. Like yeah, Joni knew or, exactly I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> yeah, totally Blues Brothers on this one. Like we rounded this corner, and she's just like in this line, and I'm like, "What are you getting over here?" She's like, "This is where the poutine." trying this weird stuff so it was awesome Uh, so now um, i now i've got us completely off kilter are you yeah you're doing one so number one my number one uh the toasted pretzel bun that i got in germany so we went our our one dining reservation was at the german restaurant where we had lots of really awesome stuff um including this stuff called german spetsy which was coke and orange fanta mixed together it was delicious. Apparently, she was like, yeah, it's a traditional thing. I'm like, really? The Coca-Cola and the Orange Fanta are traditional? But I'm sure it imitates something traditional. But they had pretzel buns at that meal, which were just good. But then we were walking around outside several hours later because it took several hours after going to the German buffet before I wanted to eat anything ever again. And so we're just making the round around the World Showcase, just getting little things. That was dinner. Like, ooh, I'll have two bites of this, two bites of that. And they had these pretzel buns that were stuffed with ham and cheese. And it was the same pretzel buns we had inside, but they had put this ham and cheese in there. Mm, oh, mm, man. That was the only thing that we ate it. And I was like, can I go get another one of those for us to share? I might, <laughs> I might need more. So it was, it was awesome. All right. Uh, the, that was your, that was your number one. Was my number, number one. one. No, my number one. Yeah, I'm cheating a little bit because it's Disney Springs. But we walk into Disney Springs, and we're just kind of walking around. We're kind of in a daze. It was at the end of a day, a long day. And we're like, all right, where are we going to eat? And Lori found these uh, food trucks. And one was brisket mac and cheese, and the other one was shrimp and lobster mac and cheese. Oh. And the shrimp and lobster mac and cheese is definitely number one with a bullet. Like, I just, um, I, can't, I couldn't imagine anything beating poutine until, like, we sat down and ate that. And I was just like... Just kill me now, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready I'm to go, so Jesus. I've, 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 I've achieved enlightenment. <laughs> this is Nirvana. 
right so um that's that was the best one that that i had but admittedly like you go to the disney springs of course is like the little downtown disney um but those are those are my favorites um for uh food so let's uh transition over to universal real quick uh i know that we'll hit this pretty quick um let's go uh uh top five universal rides um what did you have at number five well i'm gonna let you do the top five because I have a weird family, like I said, of non-riders, and okay. I think we literally only rode four things in three days. Uh, one, because uh, the Harry Potter rides are biased against uh, tall slash fat people, uh, so I tried to ride Gringotts. Uh, it was my legs on that one. Um, my stomach fit in just fine, but unless I wanted to chop my leg off at the knee, I was not getting that ride. It is it me. is biased against tall people because it I was is. pressing the limits of that that ride um and all of the rides um yeah. that they had so we, uh, yeah we got to talk I started talking to this guy that worked there and he was like my height because we're standing there waiting to to get on the Hogwarts Express which would be my top ride because I actually rode that and it was awesome um but he was like he's like yeah the train's pretty much the only thing I can ride because you just don't fit. Like, your legs don't fit. You can't get in. Um, so that was a bummer. But the, the lines were amazing. It was still, even if you're not a ride person, if you're a ride person, you'll love Universal, I think. There's lots of just bigger, crazier stuff than you mm, find at Disney. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not, it was still really fun. Like, we walked around. Uh, all the Hogwarts and Diagon Alley stuff was amazing. They still do immersive as close to Disney as anybody probably can get. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think it seemed like their newer stuff, like that's more direction they're going to because all the Harry Potter stuff is completely immersive. And so those were awesome, you know. So uh, I got to ride E.T., which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just a cool, chill little Peter Pan-like ride, but you get to go through the world of E.T. If you uh, are in need of being completely soaking wet for like a week, uh, you can ride the Popeye's Barges ride. I, I literally... I think I got more water on me there than I did in the pool at the hotel. Like, because <laughs> not only do you have the barge rapids ride experience that you can get pretty wet on those just on their own. And it was a good, Oh rapid, yeah. Big time. It was a good rapids ride. Um, it was quality. It's all it needed, but just to make sure you got wet, they sprayed you a few times. They dipped you under multiple waterfalls just to make sure that you were like head to toe. Soaking wet. It's really their ploy to get you to pay five bucks to go stand in the humid right dryer. for the dryer. Yeah, <laughs> um, which it was. It, it started raining like ten minutes after we got off that ride, and we were the only people still walking through the just the middle of the street because we're like, I'm already drenched. The rain can do nothing to me. You know, other people are running like there's like a plague of hail coming for them or something. Like they're gonna melt if this rains. I literally heard a scream from someone when it started raining and they're like ah, running into one of the stores or something i'm just like no i'm already wet i'm just walking they were probably from new mexico too they, they probably were we don't know what this stuff is from this guy so i had uh at number five escape from gringotts which was kind of an indictment on some of the universal rides is that like i didn't we waited in last line forever like an hour and 15 minutes and it just wasn't like it was it was cool, but it wasn't as cool as the wait. I mean, that's the whole like uh, equation that you go for. Right. Like, is your ride experience going to be like tantamount to like how long you waited in line? That one kind of like trended towards the eh, not as much, um, but the Jurassic Park River Adventure. And 
here's like an inverse of that. We literally walked up into a boat and didn't have any problem. Like we didn't wait in line wow. at all. We just walked up there, got on the ride, went through it. Um, the first part of it's kind of hokey, but it's, but then like once you get into like the intense part of it, you're like, okay, this is cool. Um, and then of course it's got like a giant drop that, uh, of course I closed my eyes on it, uh, cause I'm a big sissy and, uh, can't handle, uh, big drops. And then number three, I had Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Like you go into it and you look at it and you're kind of prepping yourself for it. The first time we had gone on it twice in Universal in uh, California. So I was ready for it this time, but it's just such a cool experience. It's a dark ride, but it makes you feel like you're you're flying on a broom and it like it takes you up and like back um, versus like a normal dark ride where you're just kind of going up here on a rail. It's just so cool. Um, and it's very similar to Soren. It's not the Soren on steroids that like uh, Avatar is, but it's it's a different like it pops in with like some uh, puppetry and stuff like that. You've got a a uh, dragon that breathes fire in your face and like a Dementor that comes up on you and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, number two was Hulk. Um, as I just mentioned, I'm not a big fan of drops. So some of these roller coasters, as long as it stays like fast corkscrews loops and doesn't do big drops i'm cool with it um and hulk was like the perfect coaster for me like I, I think that if i could just ride one coaster for the rest of my life it would be this one it like shoots you out into a corkscrew immediately and then you start just going into loop to loops and you're just like um what's going on like you talked about like the motion sickness of coming out of um what was it millennium uh, falcon millennium falcon like I, I I put my feet on the ground and I was just like, oh, oh, wow. Like what's going on? Because we just did so many loops and corkscrews in this thing. It's just so cool. Uh, but the the number one for me was Hagrid's motorbike um, because like you either sit on his um, motorcycle or in the sidecar. But I sat in the motorcycle both times that we went through it. And it's very similar to Expedition Everest and Rise of the Resistance in that it's just it's this multi-stage roller coaster that's so freaking fast and like just has these cool little stops in the middle like you see fluffy the dogs and you see all these other things um it stops in the middle of it and like you go start going backwards and it has drops and like all kinds of weird stuff in it but it was just a really cool experience so um, like highly recommend, uh, Hagrid's motorbike. Um, if you go into universal, figure out the virtual queue, wait in line, just do it. Cause I mean, it's way cooler than a lot of the other things that are out there and then just kind of have fun from there. So, um, I had ET and, uh, Hogwarts express on my honorable mentions, by the way. So, um, I was surprised at how much we liked ET. We were just kind of like, we were, we were kind of getting it to, towards the end of our day and we were just like, Oh, what do we want to do? Oh, there's ET over here. Let's go over there. Boys like that movie. And it was just a really, it was a cool, it was a cool dark ride, you know, yeah. very similar to like Peter Pan. Um, the first time I we went to Disneyland, I was just like, Oh, we're going to go on Peter Pan. Okay. Whatever. And I was like, this is a cool ride, you know? But, uh, so it was very similar to that. It rides a flying bike, man. It's, it's yeah. an iconic moment. So, yeah. Um, and then of course Hogwarts Express, like the, the train going there and back, like it's two different experiences. 
I mean, obviously it's just, it's there for transportation, but they kind of put a cool little twist on it. So it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. The screens and the, the mm. Dementors showing up on the train and stuff. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Um, what did you, what did you have for your favorite cues on that one? Uh, we still got to do most of the, or two of the Harry, well, three counting Hogwarts stuff. Cause we, we waited for Gringotts the whole time. And then like literally we're on the ride and couldn't do it. And then we actually went over to, if you're not a big ride person. So you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I can fly around on a broomstick without puking all over the broomstick or whatever. Uh, just tell them you want to go see everything. And there's actually, you go through the express line and just look at the line for um, the Hogwarts one. What is it called again? Uh, Forbidden Journey. Forbidden Journey. So we got to walk through most of the line for Forbidden Journey, uh, see Dumbledore's office and stuff. That was really cool. The, the moving pictures and everything, mm, especially mm-hmm. that one, because there's all these newspapers laying around yeah. the school and stuff. It's It looks just like it does in the movie. Yeah. A little flashing things on the front page of the paper you're like what is oh the pictures are moving so that was all really cool um and we just got to go through the quick line and then we get to the certain spot where you would normally jump into the other line and get to go get on the ride and we're like oh here's our little pass we're just walking through and they're oh cool just go this other direction and (laughs) that was cool they didn't make us wait in the eternal line just to look at stuff so that Mm -hmm. was awesome so those had really cool cues Uh, et actually had a really awesome cue you're like walking through the forest that was fun. Those were those were the best ones. And we were we were honestly so exhausted by the time we got to Universal as well that it was just kind of we're done standing in a line out in the heat. <laughs> and you know, Disney was still using some COVID measures. There was still some social distance. There was still a little bit of limited capacity, not much, if any. Mm-hmm. Masks had gone away the day before we got there. If, if you were vaccinated and stuff, but universal was full on hundred percent capacity. They were, they were going through, they, they would make the announcement that you should try to social distance. And then you'd go get into a show or something and be like, all right, get together, use all the available space. You're like, you, you, your announcement just told me to stay six feet away from people. Mm-hmm. You're not letting me stay six inches away from these people. Yeah. So it was, it was nuts. It was packed. It was hot. And, uh, I would recommend staying at the Universal Hotel because uh, they had some amazing swimming pools. And we went and took advantage of those while all the crazy people were at the park. <laughs> uh, we went and did the water slide and the lazy river and just kind of hung out. So it was good, though. That's cool. Yeah, the uh, cues for me were basically anything Harry Potter. Like you said, Forbidden Journey and Hagrid were really cool, immersive um, uh, areas. Um the escape from Gringotts was less so, except for like when you walk into the Gringotts room, like in that was really cool in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then like once you, it's like the line to get there was really long. And then the r- line after that was really kind of blah. And so the bank um, was really awesome though. But the yeah. bank was really cool. Um, and then we went on Kong, like uh, we went there uh, and like opened up the park and, the lines for some of the things that we wanted to go on were just interminably long. And so we were like, Oh, Kong is usually like two hours. Let's go over here and see what this one's about. And it was like 20 minutes. So we walked through it and the queue is pretty cool. Um, it has like all of this, like crazy stuff from the movies, um, really immersive. But, um, ultimately like once we got on the ride, we we're like, Oh, I'm glad we didn't wait two hours like everybody else. Cause that was just a really <laughs> short ride. And it was just kind of a bummer. 
and so um so uh if you're if you're into into kong it's probably going to be cooler than if you're not um but i'm just kind of eh, it's okay i've seen the movie plenty of times uh, and uh it was just a a fun little experience so uh, not worth the the two hours that it, it typically was so um what about your what's that but for 20 minutes it was good so. yeah 20 minutes every time yeah we didn't uh we didn't go on the ride uh the transformers ride so i don't know mm. what the, the line looked like but mm-hmm. the transformers like the characters that would come out were really cool see um, we didn't even get anywhere near there like for some reason it just didn't happen they were awesome they had you know there's a person inside there so it wasn't like robot but they were obviously on stilts or something because they were mm. like eight nine ten feet tall and they were really cool we got to see we had really good timing because we like we're just walking by and there's uh megatron hanging out right there uh we didn't get too close to him but when bumblebee came out later and then optimus prime my kids were like oh yeah we'll take a picture with them so they were really cool that was that was probably one of the coolest like it was an actual character meeting like we were within like three feet of an actual character at a theme park so that was that was a rare moment uh, yeah in in the days of covid (laughs) Uh, what about what about food um did you guys uh eat some harry potter food we did we got to eat at the leaky cauldron uh so i got some got some good fish and chips uh in fact we passed up fish and chips normally we would have hit that up in epcot probably Mm, mm -hmm. um because because i'm a fan i like me some good fish and chips and i live in new mexico so good fish and chips are a rarity yeah um got to get it anytime you get near the water so we saved it because we're like no we'll go either either the three broom six or leaky cauldron and so leaky cauldron wasn't too terrible of a wait while we were hanging out in diagon alley one day so went for it uh and of course harry potter comes with uh, pumpkin juice and butter beer Mm-hmm. Uh, which butterbeer wins, by the way, um, yeah. far and away. Pumpkin juice, it, it it was it wasn't bad. I'm glad I can say I'm a big pumpkin pie pie fan, and so like I probably rated a little bit higher, but yeah, it's not close to butterbeer. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Like I, I was glad I got it. It was tasty. Um, I might have been the only one at my table that thought that. But that was okay. Um, but butterbeer, and I would I would go frozen butterbeer over regular. It Correct. Was, yeah. We had, we even had, we later went to, got Butterbeer ice cream too at Madame Fortescue's, like right, right across from Gringotts. There's a little ice mm. cream shop. And that was, that was really good too. So, um, the only other thing that I would add is the Bangers and Mash is pretty good at Leaky Cauldron. Um, recommend those. And then the pumpkin pasties, like Lori went into the, um, Honeydukes area, which is, overwhelming because there's a million people in there and you oh just can't gosh. figure out what you're trying to get so luckily she got some stuff and like some chocolate frogs and stuff like that but the pumpkin pasties were pretty pretty tasty as well Ooh, so. sorry i forgot candy yes uh i would also recommend exploding bonbons mm-hmm. and fizzing whizbies fizzing which whizbies. Are basically fizzing whizbies were milk chocolates with pop rocks in it nice. and then exploding bonbons were white chocolate with pop rocks and on the surface, you're like, why are we sticking Pop Rocks inside of chocolate? <laughs> but then you eat it, and it it strips out your mouth. Like, you like bite through a little chocolate and then kind of suck on it, and you start getting the Pop Rocks going. And so mm-hmm. it lasts for like five minutes afterwards, too, because there's still like some chocolate like back in my teeth <laughs> with little bits of it. And so it melts a, through and finally gets yeah. to the actual Pop Rock. That's exactly. Funny. It's it's a trip. Those are, those are really good. 
Cool. Well, uh, I hope you guys in, enjoyed um, us downloading, uh, doing a uh, a virtual, uh, having you over and doing a slideshow of our, uh, like the slide projector of our, <laughs> Here, of our vacation. Our Here, Here look go. at our pictures. This is this uh, is me at Universal and this is me at Disneyland. Uh, effectively, but we thought that it would be fun. I mean, it's pop culture related, and that's what our podcast is mostly about. So yeah. we thought that it would be really, oh, really cool. I almost forgot my my most important piece of advice. If you go to Disney World, this is true Disneyland, uh, buy a refillable popcorn bucket. Oh, okay? you'll be annoyed carrying it around, but when you get to a popcorn stand and you only have to spend two dollars to refill your popcorn, and your eight year old eats his body weight in popcorn over four days. Best investment ever. I didn't realize that there was anything that cheap in Disneyland that you right? could buy for and like two dollars. Looking at food costs more than two dollars. <laughs> like you want to look at it, you want to smell it. That's five dollars. Yeah, here's the taste of it. Oh, uh, fork it over. Like yeah. not, those aren't free here. Yeah. So, all right, that's all for us. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you have any uh, questions for us about our experience at uh, Disney and Universal, if you're planning on going. Uh, hit us up on uh, the Phileo Podcast on Facebook or Instagram Phileo Podcast or send us uh, an email at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Good job, ours. Great brownies. You too. Brownies. But it's hard to say in a friendly way when shallow is the only word. That's the Good. most disgusting moment in a Star Wars movie. When uh, one, the milk unequ- unequ- un- unequivocally. Unequivocally. It's yeah. So maybe gross. maybe the close second is like the um the Star Wars or in um A New Hope, the trash monster thing always freaked me out. In like uh, the Tauntaun like... guts. Oh Tauntaun fire. guts. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're that's, right. I didn't eat yes. macaroni salad for years as a child because that's For what sure. it looked like to yeah. me. Tauntaun um, guts. You're right. Tauntaun guts is the next one. Okay.